We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet. Eric Allen here back inside the studio with assistant GM Rex Hogan. Great to see you. You were just on the field watching a little bit, I guess, of voluntary workouts, right? Yeah, we've got uh, all the guys, uh, you know, vets and returning returning players out on the field. So beautiful day. Weather was awesome and uh, felt great. Good to have guys out there. A lot of guys back in attendance, especially after the draft. That usually uh, gets things going a, a little quick, or getting guys more amped up about being back in the building. So have you been able to sleep at all after the draft? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we're still trying to fill the rookie minicamp you know, roster, and, and then you have guys back out. Uh, who signed contracts with other teams because you get, you know, you have your seven draft picks and the five guys that we signed as free agents. And then there's going to be 50 plus other guys as rookie minicamp tryouts. So as those guys sign contracts with other teams, we have to fill those voids. And so still rolling as of a few minutes ago. Uh, everybody's talking about the haul that you guys got in, in the draft, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But can you talk about some of those undrafted free agents? A, a five person class, so a little bit smaller than maybe in years past. Yeah, it's so obviously smaller, like you said. Uh, we had more players on the roster currently than in years past, but I think that speaks to the depth that we added in through offseason, through free agency, and the guys we felt good about coming back from last year. And uh, the new group coming in, there's a couple guys who stand out really are, are Zonovan Knight, running back from NC State, yep. who led the country in kick returns and it has been a, a physical, durable back for, for NC State and productive. Uh, another guy who would come to mind would be Tony Adams, who's played safety and corner out of Illinois. Versatile defensive back uh, who's going to provide good competition for the depth. And then uh, DQ Thomas is a linebacker from Middle Tennessee State who we felt really good about. Brought in on a 30 visit, uh, made a school visit, private workout with him. Uh, so another guy who's going to add what we feel good competition for the depth in the back end of the roster at linebacker. What's the importance of rookie minicamp? Because it's changed so much then. Maybe when I broke into the league, you've been in the league for a long time. You used to get guys on the field, and it, it, it was a little bit intense. And, and you saw some physicality out there, whereas now yeah. I, th I think teams are taking the more proper approach, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to mitigate the risk of it. You know, it's awesome to have the guys here, and you know, they're going to be showing up, and the undrafted guys are showing up, and then the rookie minicamp tryouts trying to prove themselves. So. What you want to do is try to mitigate the risks of, of the guys who you've drafted and signed uh, and really get them acclimated to the building. Uh, it might be their first, it might be their second time in the building if they made a 30 visit. So it'll just get them an opportunity to get in the locker room, get around the guys, be on the grass, and, and get used to our new um, protocols that, that we do in player performance in terms of getting guys ready to, to get back on the field. Last weekend, let's go back to the draft. If I told you beforehand this was going to be your seven-person class, would you have believed it? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I would have taken it and still will. <laughs> so it, it, it's awesome, man, to to get what we see as four first-round picks. You know, with Brees Hall, the the way we traded up for him and, and the grades and that we had on him and the, the the interest and the value and the love that we had for Brees as a player. So fired up about it. So Jermaine Johnson, uh, we'll get back to Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson in a second, but what's it like in the room after Wilson selected at 10? You're not scheduled to be on the clock again until early in the second round. What happens with you guys, with you, Joe, Robert, and company? Yeah, so we, uh, 
you know, we start talking about guys who are still on the board and, and where we value them. And we had meetings leading up to the draft about guys if somebody somebody slid, uh, who are a group of guys who we would be willing to to look at going up uh, from the second round to get in back in the bottom of the first or at some point in the first. So we had targets, and uh, Jermaine was one of those. And and so as we saw him slide, uh, we were making all kinds of calls and reaching out to teams about. You know, hey, if you guys interested in moving out here? And uh, we started around 15th pick and, and struck out all the way until 26 with the Titans. And, and so it, it came together quickly with that on the phone with them. And, you know, it was celebration when uh, we were able to make that pick. Who's but, actually making the calls? Because Joe D, of course, is on the phone, but he, he can't call everybody. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm making some calls, and uh, Greg Nejma, Chad Alexander, uh, both those guys are, have been assigned either the AFC or the NFC. And then I'm, I make calls to either the AFC, NFC, and, and other teams who, who were later on moving down in towards the first or the bottom of the first who, who might be willing to get out. And How unique of a moment was that for you guys once it became clear that Joe's on the phone with um, John Robinson and you, you know you got it? Oh, yeah. It, it, was, it was wild. It was almost surreal. We were like – did this really just happen? We're going to have three first-round picks, guys who, who we had, you know, I think it's been well-documented that we had uh, Jermaine in our top eight. Yeah. And so for us to get the value of a top eight player at 26, it was, it was electric. You, know, you saw Joe's reaction and a little F-bomb fly from him. So <laughs> I think he, that said it all for, for all of us when he said that. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I know Jets fans really like that emotion. And I think everybody was feeling that who follows this organization, this team. Let's go back to the Senior Bowl. You guys are coaching up, Robert Sala and company are coaching up the national squad. But Jermaine Johnson is playing for the American squad, mm -hmm. practicing for a couple days. What did he do? during those two days for him and his agent to say, you know what, we're good right now. We're going to take a step away. Yeah, so when we saw him, it was cool because of the level of access that we got for the guys. Um, the meeting rooms, our meeting space was in the same area that the Lions were, where, where they met. Um, we're so, uh, both staying in the same hotel. So we're both eating in the same meeting or the cafeteria dining hall kind of ballroom setup that right. they had. But so we would see these guys and you'd bump into them and just have small conversations. And, you know, his, his personality jumped out instantly. He's a real natural guy who kind of you can gravitate to and, and, you know, have conversation with. So he's really cool from that. And then seeing him on the field was was awesome because you get the access of because you're one of the teams coaching. You're on the field as opposed to sitting in the stands, you know, several hundred yards away. When you're down on the field, you feel his energy and his love of the game. And he's got real speed, power, and agility for a guy his size that just jumped off. And you felt it with his movement in one-on-ones and team drills. So that was a point for us where we were like, man, this, this is a real dude. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117.
nine spots you moved mm-hmm. up in order to get him second year in a row because you got some luck with the nine because Elijah Vera Tucker, you can <laughs> want for 23 to 14, right? Yep. It's the value of having uh, draft capital yeah. and gaining it and how we gained it and how we wanted to appropriate it and how we, who we wanted to go after and how we wanted to build the team and, and adding somebody like AVT and, and Jermaine for the value of both those players and what we need with the Jets and, and their mentality. It's too good to be true. What about Sauce Gardner? Ahmad, definitely a confident kid, very talented, but he also brings a, a sense of humility to the equation. Yeah, he he's a, a really unique personality because he has this he yeah, the sauce yeah. moniker on him, right? So he's got that the nickname and you you think this is gonna be the personality, but then you meet him and he's got just this real genuine, humble, modest personality to him, but he's comfortable in who he is and what he's gonna bring to the team. So it, it it's kinda unique to to get that, especially for a corner who's drafted that high and with that skill set and then that mentality and personality. So we're fired up about sauce, obviously. I think some guys probably it would have been tough for them because quarterbacks didn't throw his way last year, but he stayed engaged and still came up with the three interceptions, never gave up a touchdown during his college career. Yeah, and they even that's amazing. Yeah. They even sent him on some blitzes as well. You three yeah. sacks. Yeah. Yeah. I think he ended up with six in his career. Yeah. So, you know, send him as a cat corner. It's it's awesome when you got a guy that size who's coming off the edge and, and the ability to track down a quarterback from the backside. The, it'll be a good value. What about the transformation of the secondary? Not only Sauce, but you guys signed DJ Reed and free agency. You bring in Jordan Whitehead. I, I know those are just three moves, but yeah. those are the headliners. No, and then bringing back LaMarcus Joyner as well. You know, coming off uh, LaMarcus's injury last year, and he was starting for us and started the year down in Carolina before, you know, unfortunate injury. But, yeah, it's uh, it's reshaped it, and uh, it's created some serious competition. Because, you know, Bryce Hall started, played a lot last year. Eccles started, mm-hmm. played a lot last year. Ashton Davis, um, I'm Elijah Riley, uh, Jason Pinnock made the transition. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of guys at, at each level now who are going to compete to start, going to compete for backup, compete for sub packages. So we, we feel great about the, the situation now. And it's we're looking forward to those guys who are competing to try and make that next step. Yeah, I love that mentality that both Gardner and DJ bring to the table. Like DJ's the, the ultimate. Yeah, I'm 5'9", but I'm going to play like I'm 6'7". Yeah, yeah. You, you can't tell him he's 5'9". No. <laughs> it's, uh, and and How the, rare way, is the that? way he plays. Yeah. It, it's, I think it, it's great. You know, there, there's guys who have been really successful throughout their career at, at that size, but it's more the mentality and what type of athleticism and how sticky they are in coverage and in terms of their ability to match routes. And so that we think that's what DJ brings. He's got a high level of instincts, high level of toughness, and uh, it carries over in his play with, with the interceptions he made in the Seahawks and part of the reason we went for him. Yeah, um, and, and you don't see a lot of guys his size play outside, but he right. does it and he does it well. Uh, let me ask you about the, the transformation on the offensive side of the ball at the tight end position. A lot of people probably surprised that you guys take Jeremy Ruckert there, but I kind of think that speaks to you guys with the best player available approach, right? Exactly. You know, the trusting the board and the value of the board, because I'm sure the outside perspective is, well, you've, you've signed CJ, you've gone and got Tyler Conklin, so and then you've got Kenny Yaboa coming back and Trayvon Wesco. But when you get through that point of the draft in the third round, um, Jeremy stood out, you know, stood out on our board as a guy who 
had fallen a little bit from where we never thought he would be. Uh, but he, he had, had a, a foot injury that had suffered during the senior bowl, never really got to do anything in the combine or at a pro date. So I'm sure that affected his slide a little bit. But uh, hopefully we can reap the benefits of it. And, and obviously being a, a New York kid and Long Island kid, it's a dream come true for him. Man, it was a great story. Uh, Uzama, Conklin, they combined for 110 catches last year, yeah, right. nearly 1,100 yards receiving. And then you add Rucker to the mix. And I know the numbers don't really jump out at you in terms of what he did at Ohio State, but we got to remind everybody he was playing with Garrett Wilson. He was <laughs> playing with Chris Olave. He was playing with yeah. Jamison Williams. Exactly. And, and doesn't that say something about his mentality that the kid never transferred? He stayed at Ohio State because he probably could have got more opportunities in a pass game somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. And just everything you talked about, everything mentioned, be that you know the guy stuck it out and he will do the dirty work. He he'll be attached to the line of scrimmage as a Y. He'll block, he can play off the line, he can run crunch, he can run wham. Uh, he can make athletic perimeter adjustments as a blocker, and then he can stretch the field. He, he had an awesome catch, a sick one-handed catch. I think it was in the Big Ten Championship two years ago when Justin Fields was still there that, yeah. that really kind of springboarded them into the second half of the success of that game that they played in. Robert said that it's hard to consistently have eight, nine, ten play drives and depend on that to score in the NFL. Can you talk about the playmakers with Wilson and Brees Hall? Because those guys, you don't think of a Hall at 217 pounds and say sub 4-4, but he is. Right. It, it, a guy had 56 touchdowns at Iowa State. And then Garrett, I was telling him about this. Like Every time you see a Garrett Wilson highlight, very rarely is a defensive back in the pitcher because he creates so much separation. Yeah, exactly. And just speaking on the, you know, it's hard for those eight, nine play drives. We were looking for adding playmakers and guys who have the ability to make explosive plays. And when you look at what we built offensively, you know, starting with the free agency last year of adding Corey Davis, and then we draft Elijah Moore. In, in addition to the fact now we have, uh, we add Garrett Wilson at receiver, and we have Berrios coming back. We have Denzel Mims coming back. So that's a group right there, in addition to Jeff Smith and a few other guys who I'm obviously failing to, to mention. But uh, you add those guys with the three tight ends who we've added. Yep. And then, you know, we have Michael Carter, we have Tevin Coleman, and Ty Johnson, and guys, and LaMichael Pirine. And you can go on and on about in the offensive skill players where we've added. And it's guys who have the ability to, to break explosive plays and make life easier for Zach and make like life easier for the play caller and, and Mike in the offensive line. So we're fired up about uh, what we've added. A, a lot of options, a lot of versatility. And, and it all started in free agency with Lincoln Tomlinson because Joe continues, you guys continue to build that offensive line. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a key component for us. Um, you know, we addressed things in free agency where it gave us the flexibility in the draft. Lakin obviously is at the forefront of that. What we added on the offensive side of the ball is a you know, former pro bowler who's really knows this system, having played in it in San Francisco, having been coached previously by John Benton and LaFleur. So it's a natural transition for him in the offense. And just adding him inside and, and matched with Elijah Vera Tucker and Fant and Becton and McGovern, we feel really good about the five we have right now. What about on the other side of the ball, uh, defensive line? We talked about Jermaine a little bit, but 
if you had loss and he's 100% at the start of the season, I, I know we're looking at training camp as maybe a target right where he gets back on the field. But loss and Jermaine Johnson and then Michael Clemens as well. Yeah. You, you re-signed Vinnie Curry. You brought in Jacob Martin from mm -hmm. the Houston Texans as well. We know what you have in the interior with leading the way there, of course, is Quinn and Williams, but Sheldon Rankins and company. You re-signed Nathan Shepard. Can you talk about the front line talent you've assembled, but the depth as well? Yeah, it, it's going to be an incredible competition, uh, not only for who's going to start, but for the back end, who – Who's going to this comp or competition for the 53 is going to be one that's one to watch. It's going to be really fun with the depth that we have, like you mentioned, at defensive end and on the interior D tackle um, with with Quinnen, with Sheldon Rankins. Um, we've got the young guys from last year and, and two years with with Zuniga and the addition of Timmy Ward and Bryce Huff, the way Bryce Huff's played. So and Jonathan, John, Jonathan Marshall. Marshall. And I mean, I could go on and on about yeah. the, the numbers right now. We're, we're 11 deep at defensive end and uh, six or seven right now on the interior. So it's a good problem to have. It'll, it's going to be a fun off season to see how these guys compete against each other and, and fight for reps. Man, I got to imagine Salah is so pumped up in, in terms of we know like the way he – he wants to attack opponent offenses, and now it's got the strength in numbers. Yeah, the the depth is uh, significantly different than you know where where we got here from 2019, and the turnover has been crazy. Uh, from out of the the players who are currently on the roster, I think we have seven from that 2019 team. So it's we've continued to add depth uh, across the board, and I know Robert's happy about it. We're happy about it. Coaches staff is happy about it. So. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Can you speak to going back to those trades that gave you this draft capital, the, the trade of Sam Darnold and the trade of uh, Jamal Adams? For a while there, we were just looking at it and saying, oh, you got the draft capital. Now you're actually putting names and faces to that capital. Right. And, you know, that was a tough uh, – those were tough decisions because both those guys had, had been high picks for us and were talented players. And, you know, part of the reason Joe made the decision to come GM, part of the decision I made to come back with assistant GM, you look for guys who are, are difference makers and reasons to, to make a transition to come to the Jets. And both those guys were, were part of those components. And, you know, you have to make tough decisions in the league and how you want to assemble your roster and your the way you compose a roster. And we felt like taking those draft picks that we that obtained for both those players was going to help set us set us up for for more success down the road right and again there's always inherent risk involved and I think when you make those moves people at the time are going to be on either side of the fence and you trade a guy like Jamal Adams he was the best player on your roster but now you look at it mm -hmm. in terms of where the roster is right now you guys I know the proof's in the pudding as far as the wins and the losses on the field, yeah. things like that. It's really something in terms of how this thing has changed since Salah walked in the building and you guys took over in terms of, you just said it, the numbers on this roster, how you've completely flipped this. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, like we've discussed with the, the, the picks and, and how we wanted to address it. And, and we've done it with both sides of the ball and with multiple players. Uh, that we've obtained from from those two two guys. So the volume of picks ha have helped us spread out, you know, evenly across offense, across defense, 
and upgrade at the same time at, at other positions of, of value. So it's been good. We, we're not done yet. We're going <laughs> to keep, keep working. Well, what do you want to say about your uh, staff, uh, the guys you work with every day? I, oh, I, you, you know, yeah. I know you can talk just about Joe, but the nudges of the world or uh, Sosi or uh, Danzi. Uh, what do you want to say about the guys who are I, here every day? I, I can't say enough about, about those guys. And, you know, you start uh, within our, within our department um, from a personnel operations standpoint, what Christina wedding and, and dance Bioski do for us from coordinating our day-to-day -day operations. It's, I, it's priceless. I can't, I can't uh, say enough good things about them and how they keep us structured, keep us in line, keep us in our processes and our plan together. And then it really helps me. It helps Chad Alexander. It helps Greg when Greg's handling everything pro side. And then with John Carr, how we func you know, function and handle things from the college level. Um, our college staff did an epic job this year yeah. in terms of volume of players. It, it's a record number of players. We, we have written there were 18,000 players entering the draft compared to a typical 12 to 13,000 players enter the draft. So just the numbers alone that our guys have had to, to write and the players they had to evaluate and the time they spent on the road and away from their families and just driven to help us improve our roster and improve the Jets, I can't thank them enough. The, the entire, I know I've missed some names, but the entire group is, has been phenomenal for us. What's Joe D like when this is all happening? Um, we saw the moments captured through video and phones and things like that, but the the bear hugs. Oh, what yeah. was he like throughout the weekend? He, he always stays steady. Yeah, yeah it's a, like he's he's even keel, stays cool. You know, the, the, I guess the old the duck adage is it or the the swan uh, you know, on top of the water, yeah. everything is is calm and smooth, and underneath the feet are, are paddling. And I, I I would say Joe has has a very calm demeanor like that, and and I'm sure we're all on the inside, we're ready to go. But man, he never wavers. And then, but when he makes that trade or we get a pick, you know, it's hard. The energy and the excitement and how just the presence of the room and how everybody just explodes, just waiting for that moment, and then it happens, and it's like. It erupts. It's cool. It's really cool to be part of it. How, how cool is it the way the staffs have aligned? Uh, Robert Sala comes in here in January, but Joe didn't know he knew of him. Obviously, mm -hmm. he goes through the interview process, but it's not like those guys had worked together before. He brings in his coaching staff. And then uh, from your side, from the football side, as far as the scouts are concerned, it seems like the alignment is just off the charts. Yeah, it's been that way since they arrived in, in January of last year uh, because they they put out their profiles, what we want offensively, what we want defensively, what, by position. Robert had a plan for how he wanted it to look from, from scheme aspect, from player profile aspect, how things want, they wanted it done on a day-to-day -day basis. And our guys made a, an incredible adjustment from player player personnel side. You know. Because it's not easy in, in January where you've been writing and looking for two different schemes. Right. Now all of a sudden you have to switch and like, all right, I've got to make some adjustments to these position specifics, what we're looking for. Our, our staff did an incredible job of adjusting to that. Robert and his staff did an incredible job of explaining what they wanted in the profiles. And we executed it according to, to what they wanted. And, and, and we're going to continue to improve those processes and specifics.
WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Can you paint the scene what it was like for you guys Saturday night? Draft is over. You get the priority free agents or you get done with those calls and you, you get a chance to just step away for a couple hours with yeah. with your families. The, some of the families came here on Saturday night and things like that. Just how much work you put involved and then you see the hall. So the fruits of your labor, what, what was the experience like? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Especially, uh, we did set up something for, we have all the families come in about five o'clock on, on Saturday, Saturday evening, uh, and kitchen staff does great job as always provide so much food for us and options for, for the kids. They have like a kid's buffet and then a parent's buffet and they, they opened up the, the indoor for the field house and, you come downstairs after you finished signing all those and all the players and you see the kids running around having so much fun. And, you know, you see the rest of your, your families over here, they might be eating or hanging out, just, just talking, enjoying the moment. And it, it makes you reflect on the sacrifices that you make as a, as a, as a parent yep. and it, or as a husband. And you understand the sacrifices you miss and the time you, you miss with them. And so you cherish those moments, man. And, and you understand the sacrifices that, that your, your wife and your kids make also. And it's a two-way street, but it's really cool when you can come down the steps and they come running over to you and just, oh, what an awesome draft, you know. And so it, it's, it's just great, especially after COVID. Nobody's been in the building I for know, two years I know. and didn't get, really get to do anything. So they're, they're back in here again, and they love it. So, so let's close with this. Uh, you've been part of builds before. Is, is something special happening here? Uh, again, it's all, all, it always comes back to wins and losses. But when you saw what Sala and his staff did, and you guys as an organization said, we are playing young players. I believe you led yeah. the National Football League in terms of starts from rookies and second-year players and were second in snaps last year. So you saw – and then you saw those guys develop – under the leadership and the guidance and the mentorship of Sala and his staff. And now you follow this up with a very good offseason. And you guys don't even have to say you had a good offseason. Everybody <laughs> in the National Football League can say that for you. You think Just something special? The win, the win columns have to say yeah, that. Yeah, the yeah, win column has to say that, too. But, but do you feel it that, hey, hey something's happening here? Yeah, we, we really do because uh, we focused on – on getting younger players, guys who are hungry, guys who are driven, guys who want to develop. And we, as a group, we focus on it. From the coaching staff to player personnel to the player performance group downstairs, we all acknowledge and understand that our focus and to build a great team, you have to do it with player development. And everybody's on page with that. And we understand there's, there's young guys, and they're going to play, and they're going to make mistakes but they're going to do it fast. They're going to do it with a love of football. They're going to do it with a love and energy and excitement that you feel in the building every day. And that's what creates your culture is when guys buy into being developed and want to have this growth mindset and want to prove who they are and prove that we're a winning club. Yeah, it's clearly happening here. And 
The quarterback, Zach Wilson, has got to be one of the happiest people in the building. I, I think for probably from your perspective, we'll, we'll close right here, is that he's got to feel good, or you guys have to feel good, that he doesn't have to do it all on his own. You've set this up with the pieces around him that, yes, there will, there will be expectations that he's going to take a leap in year two, but he can take a leap in year two by just playing within the system. Yeah, I think Robert said it best when he – told Zach, you know, I'm paraphrasing here when he told Zach when we drafted him last year, hey, you don't have to worry about raising up this organization. We're going to raise you up and we're going to we're going to build players around you. We're going to build protection. We're going to add playmakers and we're going to help you become the best player you can be. And we've done it through this offseason. So we're really looking forward to, to Zach taking the next step in year two. And you can already see it in his physical development, the effort and the work he put into his body in the offseason. The time he went and spent with the, the skilled guys throughout the country and getting guys together, and it's it's showing right now on the field and hopefully shows throughout OTAs, training camp, and this upcoming season. A good catching up. It's been a well of an offseason. I yeah, appreciate it, man. It's been great.